No more rocket balls, please. You know what time the game starts? A lot of distractions, a lot of nonsense. The title is back in town! Welcome to Talking Title Town. Just a couple of casual Packer fans who act and know we're talking about with the GM. Weekly recaps, debates, predictions, more. We're Dan Scud. Thanks for listening. Scud, Green Bay Packers are getting their hopes up, aren't they? They're doing the damn thing again, huh? <laughs> What's our uh, playoff percentage at right now? 12%? 12 or 14%, I think. Yeah, because none of the – I don't think we necessarily got like – big help from other teams this weekend but nothing was catastrophic and we won again so yeah well, we got we got big help from the Niners beating the Seahawks that was oh big. yeah you're right you're right so now we're in a position where Seahawks only need to lose one game um and then uh commanders need to lose two of three and we went out we're in which wow. yeah isn't the craziest thing in the world you know, the Commanders have the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Browns. I can see them losing two of those three. Absolutely. I don't know. I'm looking up right now who the Seahawks have. Do you know? I don't know off the top of my head, no. The Gi- do we have, the Giants also are still able to lose? Oh, no, because they beat the Because they beat the Commanders, they still could potentially help us out, but it, they would need to lose all three lose of their final all, games. Yeah. Because we were at a point last week where we needed one of the two teams to go one and three. Yeah. Um, in which case, we were actually somewhat Commanders fans on Sunday because Giants have the tougher road at the end of the year, but um, both have I'm worried about difficult schedules. Yeah, they, they honestly do. So Seahawks have the Chiefs this week. Oh, man, wow. And the Commanders have the Niners. So we could be at a point on Sunday – at the end of Sunday, where the Commanders lose the Niners, the Seahawks lose the Chiefs, and we beat the Dolphins. And then all that needs to happen then is the Commanders lose one more game in their final two, and the Packers win out. That's ridiculous. And the tough part is the the hardest part is going to be our game. <laughs> right, yeah. The Dolphins. You know, I, I have a little bit more confidence in the Commanders losing the Niners and the Seahawks losing the Chiefs than I do us beating the, the Dolphins. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, really quick here to start off and recap the last game over the Rams. I got the top five, bottom five PFF rankings. Top five offense. You want to take a guess who was number one? Um, Was it Romeo? It was. Let's it was go. Romeo. How, how about a guess? In, yeah, right. 89.1. Uh, number two, A.J. Dillon, 88.1. Uh, Elton Jenkins, 80.1. John Runyon, 73.8. And Aaron Rodgers, 67.7, even with a pick. Um, top five defense is going to be Quay, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Or Georgia Dogs. Georgia boys. Yeah. Yes, Good to see Wyatt getting a little more snaps, huh? Finally. I know. Preston Smith, number three, Kenny Clark, number four, and Keyshawn Nixon, number five. I wonder, does Nixon get rated for his returns? Is that um, does he just play that well on defense? Yeah, I'm not sure how PFF. Um, I don't think it does. Does that? I mean, he had Nixon had three solo tackles. Yeah, he played over 45 snaps. Yeah, he, he. I mean, so he's. I think it must because if it, I think if they combined the returns, he'd have been at the top. Because 
Yeah. He was he was lighting it up in the return game. Yeah. And then bottom five offense, Lizard. Man, he seems like he's out there less and less, especially with Dobbs coming back. He's Seriously. Be- he's become a pure blocking wide receiver. I know. I don't I don't think he's gonna be around next year, honestly. But keep going. So Josiah DeGuara, uh, Yash Nyman, Robert Tunyon, Tyler Davis. I mean, our three tight ends. That's got to be every week. It's every week. That's got to be priority number one this offseason. Is the tight end stop position. Draft, stop drafting tight ends in the third round. Goot is horrendous in the third round, so stop drafting him in the third round. Yeah. Go and get one or go and sign one. It, yep. I mean, we're, there's no way we give money to Tunyon. No. Um, Tyler Davis is not the guy. DeGora is a good backup tight end, working his way into being a good backup tight end. But mm-hmm. he's, not, he's right now our number one. <laughs> That's, yeah, not good. Um, bottom five defense, TJ Slayton, Dean Lowry, Kingsley Anikbar, Rudy Ford, and Jair Alexander. Hmm. The 15-yard penalty on Alexander, I'm sure, was a big part of that. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. Our defense is – and what scares me is we just seem so undisciplined on defense. Mm-hmm. A lot it, of penalties. A lot of penalties. Would they, I mean, I think Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were saying on the, the broadcast that we lead the league in, um, like, after the play whistles for defense. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we do, which is unacceptable. Unnecessary, rough, unnecessary roughness penalties. Lead the league. Mm-hmm. And we had two on Monday. They're just when our def- widening that gap. When our defense is that bad, we cannot afford to be gifting 15-yard gift no. cards to the other team. Right, right. You can't have a bend-don't-break defense where you're literally breaking yourself. <laughs> it's not a recipe for success. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, any thoughts you have on the Rams game? Um, I liked, I liked how we ran the ball a lot. I know... Uh, Dylan got banged up, got taken out for a concussion. He was he passed protocol, so he'll be fine. And then Aaron Jones also got dinged up. But man, AJ Dylan, he really turns it on in the cold weather. Yeah, he does. He, he it's so nice to rely on that kind of runner in the cold too to to pace Aaron Jones as well. It's mm-hmm. really shows its effectiveness. It's. I mean, it's been three years in a row. It's been that way. Mm-hmm. That weather starts dropping. It, it'll be interesting to see. Does he keep that dominance going down to Miami this week? Right? Is he yeah. a cold, is he a cold weather back only, or is he a second half of the season back? Yeah, you because know, there's a difference there, right? The, the second half of the season being that the defense is worn out, everyone's banging through injuries and exhausted. You know, stamina is a bigger issue in the end of the season. People are worn out, mm-hmm. and now you got to tackle this guy. Yeah. Right? So, And he doesn't have to have the workload of a primary back with Aaron Jones taking a lot of the early season snaps. So I think mm-hmm. it's a combination of both, but I think it'll be really interesting and a telltale sign of if whether or not A.J. Dillon could be a premier back in the NFL based on how he performs this coming week. Yeah. I, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think he does. I think, I mean – when you know, and I've never been a running back, but I think once you get that confidence and you start seeing holes, I mean, like the holes that mm-hmm. our offensive line were making, I mean, I, you and I could have run through there. I, they, he, 
guys weren't touched until five yards after the line of scrimmage. Right. So, you know, you get that confidence, the whole line's going, you start seeing your lines, and you're also six foot, 200 plus pounds. Like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to make linebackers make business decisions. Totally. And you, I mean, you mentioned it. A good point there. Something that I think we haven't talked about enough lately in our recent success, albeit two terrible teams, is the consistency of our offensive line has finally been there, right? Yep. All season, I mean, we just we've been struggling to find us a, a consistent five out there. And Bakhtiari, I think he's coming back soon. But Zach Tom's held up well. Elton Jenkins playing pro ball football again. Yeah, they're big, getting better at the Christmas right time. Big Christmas gift uh, for big sexy Elton Jenkins today. He just got re-signed. <laughs> that's a it's pretty good paycheck around this time of year. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's good. And people are obviously speculating what that means for Bakhtiari, what that means for other people. I I'm not going to read too much into it. More than he's a really good offensive lineman that has played five positions for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you want to keep those guys around. You don't want to get. You don't want to let those guys hit the market because it's going to be more expensive. And good offensive linemen don't grow on trees. No, and it would be another spot that we have to fill next year to try and convince Aaron Rodgers to come back. Yeah, exactly. And it, I think the contract kind of speaks to. I don't know what you've heard about. You mentioned David Bakhtiari speculation, but him being the second highest paid guard in football. I'm looking at it as we're paying him left tackle money. I think that was the the contract that we see is saying, Hey, Elton Jenkins, you're going to be our left tackle, bud. Here's the money to pay you to do so. Um, and I bet you they had that conversation and Bakhtiari, I think he's on his way out. Yeah, there's definitely, definitely that side of it because, you know, he hasn't been able to stay on the field this year. And the fact that he's going to cost, a ton of money. Um, yeah. But then again, who knows? Yeah. And then, and, you know, who knows? You know, Roger's going to stick around all year. Bakhtiari might be like, yeah, I want to play with my best friend. We can restructure to a more team-friendly deal down the road. I, You know, who knows? And then, you know, we're sitting here thinking it's not going to work out and Russ Ball works his magic and is able to do it. So the salary cap seemingly is less and less important every day and teams are able to work around it. So maybe we do get both back, which would be awesome, obviously. Yeah, maybe it, maybe if can you franchise tag Bakhtiari? I'm not cuz if Elton didn't get signed, he would probably have been franchise tagged. I don't know if how that works in eligibility wise. But That's maybe what I'm could saying, do though. that. Maybe like, could may- do that for Rogers last couple of years and then let him leave. Right, maybe that's the strategy is to franchise tag Bakhtiari for one last Aaron Rodgers hoorah. And then once those two players leave, Elton Jenkins, we paid you all this money, now you're left tackle. Yeah, and Tom can fill in a guard again. Right, right. I don't know. Offseason, there's a lot of intriguing things going on there cap-wise and free agency-wise, but we got a big game this weekend, probably the biggest game of the year. Yeah. What uh I mean I'm I have a terrible feeling. <laughs> to be awesome. Uh the Dolphins are coming off of a three game road road trip. Um lost two close games to two good football teams. They're trying to punch their ticket 
into, into the playoffs. This is an important game for the Dolphins in their first game home in four weeks. You add that up with the talent that they have and their strength of their team being their offense and our weakness of our team being our defense. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's going to have to be a shootout. And now you're going to yes. have to score more points than the other team. The and Dolphins. so here, I'm going to try to find this, um, this tweet because it's going to bring even a more pessimistic view on things. If I don't find it here quickly, oh, I'm just going to say the that'll be great. Yeah. Basically, Joe Barry on uh, his press conference said the strength of their offense is, um, you know, explosive plays. So we're going to have to keep the ball in front of us and make tackles, which I took that as instead of playing 10 yards off the line of scrimmage, we're probably going to play 15 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage on uh, third and medium and long. Um, but in terms of, yeah, we, we're going to need to score points. The Dolphins also, their kind of weakness on defense is the deep, deep middle half of the field passing plays, which has kind of been rejuvenated for us with Watson being able to stretch the defense and take two, three guys deep with him. And now that Romeo Dobbs is come back and hasn't even missed a beat running really good routes, catching the ball with his hands, being open a ton. I think we're going to be able to score points and move the ball. And I think if we combine that with running as effectively as we have, I'm not super scared of their defense. The thing I'm most scared about is our defense and being able to get off the field. That's going to determine if we have any chance at winning this game. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I don't, I'm not, super afraid of their defense. I think our offense is kind of coming together. AJ Dillon's going to be back. Aaron Jones going to be back. We're going to have a second game now with Dobbs and Watson, another full week of practice for them. I think our offense is going to come to play. Um, they're going to be hyped by the warm weather yeah. coming, coming off the plane. Um, I just worry about Tua, Tua is going to win or lose this game. Right. Yeah. Um, he had a really good game against Buffalo. They weren't able to come out on top, but that was on the road in cold weather, something that a lot of teams were counting them out for. Um, and that was a bounce back game for him after the Chargers when he just went 10 for 28 from the, you know, passing attempts for only 145 yards and a touchdown. So he had a huge bounce back game against Buffalo. What does it look like for him at home first time in four weeks against really bad Green Bay defense? I think he's going to, he's going to light it up and we're going to be in a situation where it's going to be the fourth quarter. It's going to be a close game and it's going to be on our defense to make a stop. And I don't know if we can do that. I don't know if we can make that final stop or we get blown out. <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, these last couple games is going to come down to our defense. Our offense is kind of rolling right now. It's found its footing and we're able to kind of do whatever we want to do on offense. It's up to the defense and being able to in, – in the Chargers in that game against Tua got pressure. They brought pressure. They were aggressive, and that's kind of how they got to him. And that's – I mean, Joe Barry does blitz. I'll give him that. But we just need to sustain getting pressure on the quarterback and not letting him sit and find Tyreek and let Tyreek find holes in our defense. That's going to be the main thing. Third, Third and medium to long. It's like our crux. I, I have more confidence in us stopping a team 
third and three than I do third and ten. Because you look at our DBs yeah. and they're almost out of the screen. You almost can't even see them. They're so far back. And it's the philosophy. Like, sure, they're keeping them in front. They're getting up the big play. But, like, at some point, you got to get off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. And this is not a game where you can play passive football. I feel no. like you have to play to win the game. And that's going to mean a lot more pressure than Joe Barry is accustomed to, to doing. Um, I don't think he's a big blitzer at all um, to disagree with you. I think we had five sacks last, last week against Baker, but that was Baker and that was the Rams offense. It was really beat up. It was good to see. Um, but I don't think we had had a sack for three weeks before that. Um, I just, we, we need to get consistent pressure to your point on Tua. That's the only way that we're going to affect his head and get in this game. Yeah. Make him make quick decisions. You know, don't let Tyreek, be able to run around the field and lose guys, that's going to be the key. And, you know, we've gotten – Wyatt's been playing really well. I know Enigbar was on the bottom five, but, I mean, you're hearing his name every game. Yeah. We just need – you know, keep it up. Preston Smith had a huge game. Just keep it up. And Joe Barry needs to kind of get out of being a sissy and and play a, a, a tougher, more aggressive style of defense. And I think, I think we can – I want to say easily win this game but it's not like we're going into this double digit dogs having seemingly no chance. I mean, there's, I think we're only four and a half point dogs. Like I think Vegas is seeing us as a playoff. We're a playoff caliber team. Finally now at this point in the year, and we just need to play like it. I think to get early with the prediction, I think we, I think we win 28, 24. Wow. Okay. I think we give up more than 24 points. I think if we win, we need to score 30. I think 30 wins it for us. So a game where we're, you know, we win 31-28, we can win that. Yeah. You know, 34-31, we win that game. Um, I don't think we're winning this game with just 28 points or 24. Um, it's going to be an we... offensive shootout. Yeah, I hope I hope we stick with the run because if we kind of win the time of possession, don't let them get on the field. You know, we kind of keep Tua and, and Tyreek and that explosive opportunity off the field. You know, we can win and we can keep them under twenty four. You know, we kind of control control the the clock and stuff like that. So I think in that regard, we do. Also, it's Christmas Day. Um, I don't think the Dolphins have experienced too much playing Christmas Day in that prime time thing and. You know, primetime unders are always a always a, a a system bet for people too. So that's that's where I'm going. I don't think it's going to be necessarily in the 30s, but I think 28, 24, we get it done. And um, a little cool side note with with Rogers starting this Christmas, he'll be the, uh, the 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 quarterback who has the most starts on Christmas Day in NFL history. So Is that cool right? little, uh, another Rogers uh, milestone there. Huh. Well, okay, how about prediction-wise, like who is a player that you think needs to have a great game for us to be in a position to win? I'm going to go with, with Dobbs again. He needs to, you know, he was – like that. Just keep doing what he's doing, honestly. It's not like he has to do anything more. Um, just keep doing what he's doing. He's, he's running good routes. He's losing guys. He's catching the ball with his hands. Rodgers seems to have uh, a lot more trust in him. Too. I mean, he's going to him on third down. He's throwing, he threw a back shoulder to him. 
Um, he looks really confident. I think maybe in the true Packers way, kind of are really safe with injuries. He didn't look like he was nursing an ankle uh, at all last game. So I think if he keeps on doing what he's doing and, and provides that kind of middle of the field weapon that he's kind of turning into be, you kind of pound him a couple times, run the ball, and you can hit Watson deep. But I think Romeo needs to feast a little bit this game for us to have a chance. I like that. I'm going to throw a similar one, but this is throwback. I'm going to go Randall Cobb. Oh, boy. If Cobby has more than 60 yards, we win this game. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you why. Because we're obviously going to try to control the ball and run the ball. Right? We're going to be handing the ball off to Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, trying yep. to control the clock and keep our offense on the field as opposed to our defense, keep them well rested. We're going to do that, and then we're going to find ourselves in third-down situations. And I think Cobb is going to be that guy especially those the third and middles, third and mediums, third and five, third mm-hmm. and six, where he's going to get open because Christian Watson's going to bring a lot of attention. I think they're going to try to double him on a lot of those deep routes. Romeo Dobbs is probably going to get their number one lockdown corner to take away the possession type game. And that leaves a lot of under space for Randall Cobb to operate. And I think yeah. Rogers is going to be looking his way on a lot of those downs. And if he can get open and he can catch that ball right at the marker and make a guy miss and get three or four more yards and do that two or three, four times throughout the game and keep our offense on the field. That'll be a huge, huge thing for our, for our offense. Cause I'm going Randall Cobb more than 60 yards and we win the football game. I like, yeah, he's, he's honestly such a, such a reliable target on third down for Rogers. And there was that one throw across the middle that Rogers threw to him. I don't even think Cobb was looking yet and he had to cross behind a linebacker to get to the ball. And those two have a chemistry that really, you know, you can't teach. It's just years and years. And it's uh nice mm-hmm. to lean back on, especially when you have a young crop of guys that we have that just obviously don't have that yet without even having a full year under their belt with Rogers. It's it's really nice to have. So yeah, I like I like it a lot. I think uh that would be big. Well right, because every single catch that he he makes is a crucial catch. You know, it just happens to be one or two a game. I'm thinking we need to stretch that number to four or five. I just don't think they're talking about him in their defensive meeting rooms right now, the Dolphins. I don't, yeah, I don't think a majority of people do. And I think that's why he's always giving the ball on third down, it seems like. I would like to see a percentage of his catches and what down they're on because it always seems like, always seems like it's third down and it's four or first down. That would be really interesting to that. I, yeah. Probably, I bet you more than seventy percent. Seriously, yeah, we'll have to. He's probably only on the field on third down. (laughs) That's also another good point. Yeah, he can't get the ball (laughs) if you're not on the field. Uh, Yeah, yeah, we'll. I'll work on trying to get that for uh, for next week. That'd be uh, interesting to see. All right, what about defensively, prediction wise? Defense, we're gonna need to get a turnover. Correct. Um, we're gonna need to get one at least one turnover pick strip sack fumble um we've kind of we've been around sniffing around the ball a lot more the past couple weeks obviously the interception um off the pressure of kenny clark last week the strip sack that they got back mm-hmm. um so we're getting there we're getting around the ball um we're gonna need at least one against the dolphins you know they're driving or if we just coming off a score we get a quick one um or turnover in our territory we got to get one for us to win this game uh, or to close it out. So I think we're going to need a turnover. How about you? Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, I think it actually could be very likely that it happens on special teams. 
Mm. Some, some you wouldn't really think of. Because I don't think Tua's going to throw an interception. I think we're going to be so soft on the back end and the guys are going to be open. That's disgusting to hear. It just what, <laughs> It's what I think is going to happen. No, I, that's, yeah, that's Joe Barry to a T. Right. So I think uh, Tua's not going to throw an interception because he's really not going to throw a ton of contested balls. In which case, we need to have enough pressure where we're getting a strip sack or we're forcing something on a punt return, muff punt, you know, something like that, or yeah. blocked kick could be a big one, blocked punt, something on a kickoff return to flip the field position and just give us give us a little uh, Christmas miracle. We're going to need it. That'd be, that'd be great. Just one play to go our way. Because I think yeah. if, we, if we win this week, I'm not afraid of the Vikings or the or the Lions at home. Heck no. And like the momentum that we would gain from going on the road and beating the, oh my the Dolphins team, that locker room, man would be fired already, up. Absolutely. I mean, and then, I mean, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here. We win out, we get the help. We go into the playoffs on a five game winning streak too. Playoffs. I mean, playoffs. We, can't, we can't even that, win a game. That, that would be, I mean, no telling how uh, how big that momentum would be going in into that too. So, be huge, yeah. man. I was so so close to getting Keyshawn to the house on a on a return, man. I thought it was going to happen that week. Yeah, that would have been. I was thinking about you. I was like, oh shit, sweet. He looks he looks really good, and it, there's he's shown. I mean, it's every week he's doing this, which yeah. we can obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But what the hell were we doing with Amari Rogers back there for more than one week? It was that, you know, it was that player that you drafted on Madden that you just want to hold on to and make sure he's good and you just keep going to him and he sucks. Mm-hmm. You never want to move on. My goodness. It's that just attachment. Goody had attachment yep. to him, Lafleur had attachment to him, and they thought Amari was – they were high on him and thought he was going to grow into a good player and they just didn't look – they were blinded by it. You know? Happens, but at least we're starting him now. Yeah, he's an alter for the alternate for the Pro Bowl. So cool, so That's cool. Sweet. Yeah, when was the last time that happened? Seriously, I, uh, have we ever had a returner? Aaron Rodgers said this was, this was the first time in his career where the opposing team kicked away from one of our returners. He was like, "That was pretty cool." <laughs> That's re- like, That's crazy. First time in his career. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't usually have that around Green Bay. So no, we don't. No, we don't. All right, so what would you say in your final prediction is? I got us winning 20, uh, 28-24, I say? Yeah, 28-24. Okay. I'm going to say I'm, – I'm sticking to it. 31-28. I don't think there's any okay. way that we win in a blowout. I think it's possible they win in a blowout. But if we win, it's going to be a close game. Defense has to get a good, good stop at the end. I think it's going to be 28-28. Defense gets a stop. Mason Crosby kicks through the uprights. Mason wins it. All right. For a Christmas miracle. Yes, sir. And we're coming home with two games, two games at home, right? Vikings and Lions, two division rivals, two teams we know very well. And Seahawks are going to help us out. Commanders are going to help us out. And we just might punch our ticket. Who freaking knows? Who knows? Right. Be uh, cautiously optimistic, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 
yeah, we're gonna make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, but be cautiously optimistic. Correct. We're we're gonna win the Super Bowl, like we've been saying all year. That that yep. that, that has never stopped. It's just uh, no. a little harder to do so now. <laughs> all right, man. Anything else you got? No, no. Merry Christmas, and uh, let's get a win on uh, Christmas Day. Keep it rolling. Yes, sir. Merry Christmas, everyone. See you next week.